Hello and welcome to the Technical Foul Podcast. My name is Varun Shankar and for the first time in a long time, joining me is Owl-in-Chief Owen Godimer. Owen, how you doing, man? I'm alright, man. How are you, Varun? Pretty good. Uh, we're getting near the end of the basketball season and it was just the Oscars. So we're doing something a little bit different in honor of the Oscars today. We're going to do an awards show for Loudoun County girls and boys basketball. Owen's going to do the girls side and I'm going to do the boys side. We're going to start out with the most important award. That's going to be obviously MVP. Owen, what's your pick for the girls' side? Yeah, so uh, just to clarify real quick, you know, we're going to name our all-loco teams at the end of the year, too. Uh, these picks that Bruno and I are making are not our all-loco picks right. by any means. That that committee is going to look at that and make those decisions. This is kind of where Bruno and I see the picks right now. At this point in the season, where do we see them? Um, so MVP on the girls' side, um, I'm going to give a quick Quick runner-up shout-out to Loudoun Valley forward Megan Stevenson. Um, she kind of runs uh, that team over there in Percival. Uh, she is long, lanky, athletic. Um, she can Once you get her in the post, she can put 100 moves on you and score in about a 1,000 different ways. Um, she, she, I mean, she's just tremendous on both ends of the court. But my pick for MVP is Tuscarora senior Isabella Middleton. If you follow Loudoun County girls basketball at all, uh, you know that Isabella Middleton's a star. She was the all-loco player of the year last year, her junior year. She averaged uh, a double-double uh, during her junior campaign. She, I think she had like about 20 double-doubles all told in her junior year. She just played her senior night game on February 11th against Broad Run. Ready for this stat line, Bruin? Let's do it. 19 points. Ooh. 21 rebounds. Ooh. Nine steals. Oh, my goodness. Those are absolutely ridiculous numbers. Um, Isabella Middleton is a tremendous basketball player. Um, she's going to play next year, I believe, at Slippery Rock. Um, she's she's a, a, a once-in-a-lifetime star. She just broke the all-time scoring record at Tuscarora High School uh, for points in a career, 1,600-plus uh, points um, out of this world. Um, she's going to have a shot at knocking off number one Valley uh, when they play in their regular season game uh, coming up here. Yeah, I mean, I talked to Isabella last year on this podcast, and I was just blown away with how, you know, mature, ready. She, she was ready for the moment. There's something about being a star that really suited her. And obviously, you can't say enough about how great she is on the court. She's just a singular force of nature. And to senior year, last year she had to deal with freedom and wasn't able to get past them. And this year it's Valley. So let's see what she's able to do. I'm really, really curious to see. I want to clarify something before I give my pick for the boys' side MVP. The... MVP is going to be different sometimes from like the all loco player just because it depends on how you're looking at it. And I'm looking at it as a lot of who's giving the most value to their team. And if you take someone off their team, how good would they be? So based on that, I'm making my MVP Landon Haas from Potomac Falls High School. And listen, he somehow hasn't gotten to pick a college just yet. But right now, Landon Haas is averaging 22 points per game. And if you're averaging over 20 points per game on the efficient shooting that he is, you're just incredible. And every time he's out there, he's a three-level scorer. I say it all the time. He goes in the post. He has a great polished post game that allows him to be great at his size 6'4". He gets into the mid-range, beautiful. He's got that nice, beautiful shot. And then on the perimeter, when he's shooting threes, he comes off pin downs. They use him so well in that offense. And he's just an all-level scorer defensively. Same thing. His length and size allow him to switch out into the perimeter, play inside. And he just has such a big role for them creating because Potomac Falls doesn't have much in the way outside of creators for him. My runner-up was Trent Dawson of Latin Valley. I know you were 
you had some issues with that? Yeah, I don't have a, a, a lot of issues the way you kind of framed what you're considering the MVP. This is kind of like, I don't know if you recall, like five, six years ago, um, LeBron James wasn't unanimously named the MVP in the league. Uh, Carmelo Anthony got one vote because the, the voter thought that he was more valuable to his team when LeBron was clearly the best player in the league. Um, so I was looking at this a little bit differently than you were. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Trent, yeah, I think you take Trent Dawson away from Valley, and that is a challenge. Um, I think in terms of, you know, who who is the best player right now at this point in Loudoun County? I think you got to talk about Matt Anderson at Loudoun County. Um, he does just about everything right. Uh, he brings so much energy to the court. He swept Loudoun Valley. Um, they actually ba- counties beat Valley four times uh, in the last two years. Uh, he is, you know, he, he basically just puts on a show every time he gets out on the court. If he's not scoring, he's dishing out 10, 12 assists. Um, if he's not dishing out assists, you know, he's scoring 25, 30 points. Um, he's very active. He frustrates opposing teams offensively and defensively like crazy. Um, he likes to get in guys' heads. Um, he feeds off the energy from the crowd. I just think that he's a guy that uh, he is special and, and someone that if you haven't gotten to see him play, uh, you're going to want to get to see him play. It is his senior year. You're going to want to get to see him play before he uh, leaves Loudoun County this year. Yeah, I loved Anderson's game. I think it was really close between him and Dawson. I just think the, like like you said, obviously, you take Dawson off uh, Valley and Anderson off County. I think that uh, Valley sees a bigger hit. But yeah, I saw Anderson play. He does a great job of getting to the line, which is something that's really underrated. And... He, uh, his ability, his quickness and change of direction, along with his ability to just lead an offense, make him a great point guard. Uh, the next award, we got Underclassman of the Year. That's a freshman or sophomore that came out of varsity and really stepped up. What did you say for the girls' side? So this is actually a girl, my pick is a girl that played varsity basketball last year, but she's still an underclassman. She's a sophomore uh, at Broad Run. It's their point guard, Yvonne Lee. Um, I think people in the girls' basketball community will know who she is, but Broad Run, kind of a middle-of-the-pack team in the Dulles District. Um, so they don't get a whole lot of press coverage, but Yvonne Lee is special. She can shoot the ball at will from wherever she wants. Um, she is very poised for a sophomore. She's very poised. She takes her time. She makes things happen. Uh, she she really understands fundamentally the game of basketball. She knows where to be and when to be there. Uh, she is going to be a force over her next two years. Um, they have some pieces coming up at Broad Run that I think are going to really help. Yvonne kind of lead that team. Um, they're probably another year away. I don't think they're going to make a whole lot of noise this year in the playoffs, but I think one more year of experience for her and a couple of those other girls, they're going to be really special. So Yvonne Lee, my underclassman so far of 2019-2020. All right, for me, I had to go to South Riding and pick Elijah Easter, younger brother of Angela Easter, obviously. I was worried about Freedom's offense coming into the year. I thought they would be good defensively, but would struggle to create. And he's really stepped into a void that was there, given them offense they desperately needed in a couple of games. I, I, I mean, the tutelage of his brother, who's unfortunately sidelined with an ACL tear, can hurt, but he's really stepped into his own and been a great player for a team that's right now riding high and poised to be first. Right, I think they're first, they're first right now in the boys' Potomac district right now. So he's been great, and so I'm picking Elijah Easter. Yeah, I think that's a good pick, Elijah Easter. I've only seen him play one time this year. I've only gotten to see Freedom, unfortunately, play one time. But, yeah, he has all the makings of someone who's going to be super successful moving forward. Um, He has a lot of pieces around him right now, which is helping Freedom uh, be so successful. 
But I think Elijah Easter is going to be uh, definitely a player to watch uh, moving forward into the playoffs this year and then also moving forward over the course of his career. Yep. Next up, we picked the Surprise Player of the Year. Now, this one's category is a little bit vague, just kind of defining it. I took it to mean just a player that wasn't on a varsity roster in Loudoun County last year and came onto the scene and just uh, was phenomenal. Uh, Owen, who'd you pick? So, yeah, I looked at it the same way you did. Uh, my pick is actually a freshman, so this this uh, player could have won the underclass oh, wow. as well. Uh, freshman at Loudoun Valley forward, Lewis Volker. Um, she, I, you know, we talked about Megan Stevenson earlier. Um, you're going to see a trend here throughout my picks. Loudoun Valley is going to be uh, mentioned a good amount. Uh, Lewis Volker, though, she is a defensive force. Um, I believe she just set the Loudoun Valley record for block shots in a single season as a freshman. Um, and these are not, you know, a lot of times I've been doing stats for basketball for about 10 years, 10, 15 years now. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, uh, coach, you know, parents and coaches come up and say, oh, my guy had 12 blocks. All right, well, he also fouled out, so five of those blocks don't count because you don't get a block when you foul somebody. Um, that The block shot does not count <laughs> in that situation. Lewis Volker is blocking shots, no fouls, like straight up all ball, knocking the ball out of bounds. Uh, she is ridiculously good. She rebounds like crazy. And she played. they played uh, Tuscarora, Loudoun Valley did, Tuscarora being the number two at the time, tied for number one in the Dallas District. Lewis Volker just went off. She was not missing shots. Uh, our photographer for Loco Sports, uh, Derek Jerry, came up to me at halftime and said, man, who is this girl? And he goes, she won't miss. And uh, right then, as you know, they, they blow the halftime whistle uh, to start the second half. And Lewis Volker hits a, a 14-foot jump shot out of nowhere. Um, so basically, yeah, she is an absolute ridiculous uh, on both ends of the floor. As a freshman, I think she is going to be a real force moving into the playoffs. Um, and I think that as she develops a little bit more, some of her offensive capabilities are going to shine through a little bit better. And she is going to be a tough player over her next few years at Loudoun Valley. Latin Valley got great talent right now and looks like they're going to be continuing that dynasty they have. Uh, for me, I picked Jalen Jasper of John Champ High School, senior guard. Uh, no, junior guard, correction. Uh, John Champ's the best team in the entire county. Nobody saw this coming before the year, and Jasper is a huge part of it. Obviously, his twin, James, is also a great contributor for them. But Jalen Jasper has been phenomenal this year. He dropped 26 in their last game, uh, the playoff game they just played. And right now they're in the championship game for their district. That is a remarkable turnaround, and part of it has to go to coaching, and then part of it has to go to his play and just incredible stuff from Jasper and his brother. Yeah, absolutely. They got the the Jalen and James Jasper transferring to John Champ for the junior season. They're obviously... Uh, been kind of the the keystone to that John Champ offense, along with um, obviously Tyler Savage, uh, who's kind of been a, a force there for a few years now. Uh, but those two, yeah, I watched them play uh, in their regular season finale against Stonewall Jackson on their senior night. Uh, not the Jasper senior night, John Champ senior night. Right. The other day, and yeah, uh, Jalen Jasper is a guy that can score when and where he wants. Um, he can hit threes. He can get to the basket. Uh, he is a guy that can dribble past just about anyone. Uh, yeah, I, this is not a, uh, I don't think this was a challenging pick actually to go with uh, the Jasper twins. And, and yeah, I think Jalen probably has a slight edge over James. I think James does some things better than Jalen. Um, I think Jalen's more of a natural scorer, scorer, James more of a, 
uh, natural point guard. Um, but they both add so much to that John Champ team for sure. Yeah, for me, Jalen just, you talk about how he hits threes, and he just hits some deep threes, and that just spaces everything out and gives more space inside for Savage to get in. And his brother, James, I remember watching them in the all-local tournament for the first time, and I hadn't heard anything about them, and I just see James come in, run a pick-and-roll, and make this really advanced read to get a pass to the corner. It was a nice skip pass. And I remember thinking, oh my goodness, who is this kid? And it was just a, it was a, it was a moment that made me get out of my seat and genuinely take a look at both of the Jasper twins. And we've been, I mean, paying attention to them was seemed to be a good choice as they've taken this John Champ team to great heights. All right, next up we have the most impressive team. Now this can just be the team that's in the top spot in the standings or a team that had a huge turnaround, however you choose to interpret it. Owen, your choice for the most impressive team in Loudoun County. For the yeah, Girls so, uh, you know, I really couldn't go with a team that had a great turnaround because this team's been good over the last few years. Um, Loudoun Valley, and I know I've mentioned them a lot. Uh, they are 17-0. and They are 11-0 and in the Dallas District. They are scoring more than 73 points per game. The next best team in Loudoun County is scoring less than 55. Whew. They're scoring 73. Um, they're allowing the second fewest points per game in Loudoun County this year, just under 40 points per game. And their point differential is hovering around the 40-point mark, 35.12 points per game point differential. Wow. Um, they have all of the pieces. Um, as I mentioned, Megan Stevenson, kind of the the headliner on that team. Lewis Volker, their freshman, who does it on both ends of the floor. Uh, Jane Bodemer, who doesn't get a whole lot of credit at point guard for them. She does a great job distributing the basketball, keeping them uh, kind of under control. Um, and then I have another pick that you'll hear in our last uh, – I'm not going to mention her name now, but our, our last award um, is going to go to one more player at Valley that I think uh, potentially has a shot to be the all-local player of the year when we get to that point just because of what she does um, on both ends of the floor again. So, uh, yeah, Loudoun Valley, they have a, a first-year head coach, Bill Reynolds. Yamo McFarland stepped down after last year after leading that team to great success over the last however many years. Um, Bill Reynolds doing a great job leading the team in his first year, and, and uh, defensively is where they start. Um, but if you have a team that's putting up 73 points per game uh, in Loudoun County, uh, it really doesn't matter all that much how well you play defense because most teams can't score at that rate. I, that seems like a great pick. Uh, my pick, if you were listening to the Jasper segment just now, you're probably guessing it is John Champ. Like I said, championship game after being not very good last year. And I've just been so impressed with the job uh, Walter Webb has done down in Aldi. Just a, a wholesale turnaround. Part of it's obviously the infusion of talent, but they've just done a spectacular job of making sure that they're putting their players in the best position. And it's it's a phenomenal program, and they're setting themselves up really well to be, I mean, dominant in uh, the uh, Cedar Run District. Uh, my runner-up for this was uh, Freedom High School, staying in South Riding. I think the job that Justin Powers has done with this team after losing Angela Easter before the year, he's really done a great job of just... Uh, he, I think he might be the best X's and O's coach in the county, uh, just purely on that and on the schematic side. I love what he does on offense, and it's been great to see how he his team started out pretty rough, that huge loss to county, and then they've really started to pick it up since then. Yeah, I think there's there's another team there that you know you want to keep in the conversation too is Loudoun County, um, oh, eleven yeah. and zero in the Dallas District. Um, right now they're clicking on all cylinders. They riding a four game winning streak um, as of today, February thirteenth. 
Uh, they are also the highest point differential like Valley Girls are. Uh, 12.5 points per game difference. That's double freedom, who's the next closest. More than double freedom, which is the next closest. Um, yeah, I think those those are the clear top three teams right now. Um, Potomac Falls, obviously, somewhere in that conversation. But, um, yeah, I like John Champ. I like Freedom. I like County. What's exciting about this from a Loudoun County perspective is those three teams are all in different classifications. Right. They'll all go to different region tournaments, uh, which means that Freedom, uh, uh, all three in different region tournaments, which is exciting because we could have three teams kind of make some uh, make some noise here uh, in three different regions. Independence, you know, could get hot in 3B. <laughs> we could have four teams, you know, make some noise in the region tournament, which is pretty exciting, I think. Yeah, it's a very diverse time in uh, the county. Talking about Loudoun County High School, um, one thing that kind of, the reason I picked Freedom over them as a runner-up was largely because I think they've had an easier schedule just looking at the Dallas District. You have some more gimme wins that probably helped that point differential a little bit. And for Freedom, almost every night it's a bloodbath. I mean, you got Potomac Falls one night, then next it's Stonebridge, and then it's Riverside, who's been really feisty. Then it's Rock Ridge, who's made a push at it, and it's Briar. Speaking about Briar, we're going to get to them in a second. And I think it's just, I think they just had a much tougher road to get where they are right now. Uh, last one, last category before we get out of here is the playoff X Factor. This is just a guy who maybe, guy or girl, obviously, who maybe, let's start that section over. Last category we have is playoff X Factor, a player who maybe hasn't had the best season so far, or a team that isn't one of the top three in the standings, who can just change things and maybe uh, alter up our brackets a little bit. A bracket buster. Owen, what is your pick? Yeah, so uh, mine isn't necessarily someone who's not in the top of the division because my pick actually is in the top of the division, but I think that her play is still going to be a, a, you know kind of crucial uh, to the team's success because I think there's an opportunity for them, uh, for some other teams in the Potomac District to make a statement, but it's Potomac Falls forward Ashley Allen um she is defensively uh kind of comparable to Megan Stevenson in terms of what she can do athletically on the defensive end of the court Potomac Falls the best defensive team in girls basketball in Mountain County they're averaging allowing less than 33 points per game um they are absolutely ferocious defense we now they play slowly so that's part of the reason that the, the scoring is so low but it's intentional I'm gonna do a really good job of it um, they do a good job of getting after it. They hustle. They're very uh, active in passing lanes. Um, and then the runner-up in that category, uh, again, this is the team that's kind of at the – well, is at the top, Loudoun Valley. But I think that this particular player is going to give Valley a shot at making some noise at the state level, uh, and that's junior guard Jordan Campbell. Hmm. Um, she's a girl that I mentioned uh, earlier where I didn't mention her name, but I mentioned she has a shot at being the All-Local Player of the Year. Um, she's a girl that's averaging, I think, near or if not a double-double, she's averaging damn near close to it. Um, she scores. Uh, she She's a very good finisher. She gets to the hole. Um, she's a good free-throw shooter. Defensively, uh, she plays at the top of their, uh, their pressure defense, uh, and she forces a lot of turnovers. Uh, she does a great job distributing the basketball. Um, she, I think, and if you ask Bill Reynolds, he would tell you the same thing, is their X factor, and I think that she is – uh, not necessarily going to be a huge X factor in the Dulles district because I think that she, I think that Valley kind of has that district under control, barring maybe Tuscarora. But moving into the region, into the state, I think that she is uh, definitely going to be an X factor for Loudoun Valley. 
All right, makes sense. Mine is Aiden Clark from Briar Woods. Briar is one of these teams that's just been so inconsistent all year, and Aiden Clark is part of that, but he's really their best player, long jumper, great athlete, really long, can get to any spot he wants, can get to the hoop at will, can shoot from deep. He's an offensive threat, and if he goes on a run and just takes over games uh, late in the year, it's I mean, it's tournament, one game. It's March Madness, essentially, except it's in February, mostly. And uh, if he goes on a run, he could just take over and... Maybe they maybe Briar gets an upset here or there because this was a team that was much better last year than it is this year. Part of that's just inconsistency and some growing pains, but I'd like to see what Aiden Clark can do senior year. Let's see what he can do. Yeah, he just actually scored. I don't know if you saw this. Just scored his thousand, thousand, thousand career right. point uh, not too long ago. Um, yeah, Briar Woods. I think that I think that four and seven district record is very misleading. You mentioned that this that Potomac district on the boys side is very jam packed. Um, so they're currently sitting, I think, in sixth place, 7th place in the district, 6th place in the district. Um, but let me tell you, no one is going to want to play Briar Woods. No, really, no one's going to want to play anyone. Those are all going to be bloodbaths uh, come that district tournament. Uh, it's going to be very exciting to watch. And I think that you're right. I think Aiden Clark is a huge impact player for Briar Woods. I think they have a couple. I think there's a bunch of guys in Briar Woods that if they show up on the same night, uh, they could make a lot of noise in the playoffs. I'm very interested to see what happens. Speaking of the playoffs, Owen and I will be doing some more podcasts. As we did during football, we will do a preview of each bracket once they are finalized, and we will make sure that we get those to you. That's going to be for the Potomac and Dallas districts, uh, for Region 5C instead of the Potomac district. Um, I also, hopefully, am planning to have a certain athlete uh, from Loudoun County on the Technical Foul, another video project like we did with Jalen Coker and Mitch Griffiths. So stay tuned for that. Owen, it's a fun time of year. It's playoff time. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, I've been to a bunch of games over the last uh, few days. Um, I got to see Broadrun and Heritage Boys play. I got to see Parkview and Independence Boys play. Those are both teams I hadn't seen yet. Followed Loudoun County and Loudoun Valley. They played in a couple key matchups. Um, a couple weeks back. Um, yeah, the playoff atmosphere is real in Loudoun County right now. Yes. And it's only going to get more and more exciting. Um, I actually saw John Champ play Stonewall Jackson in their regular season finale. Ishmael Carter hit a three at the buzzer to win. Um, the girls hit a three in overtime. John Champ girls hit a three in overtime. Uh, that was part of the that was the front end of their double du- double header against Stonewall Jackson to win. Um, so yeah, the playoff atmosphere is here. I am super excited to see some of these matchups. Um, I'm going to struggle mightily to decide which games I'm going to be able to go to on a nightly basis. Well, here's the thing. We have a great staff at Loco Sports who's going out and covering all the games you need to know. So if you're trying to get some more coverage about the upcoming playoffs, both on the boys' and girls' side, go to locosports.info. Follow Big underscore, is it Big underscore O Gottimer? No, Big big O underscore Gottimer. There we go. Got it. The underscore. Switch, trying to switch out the spot. You can follow me at Shunker. Oh, Owen, I saw this tweet recently about how it's easier to score 1,000 points in high school now than it was before, and I thought it was kind of weird more than anything. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I did see that the other day. Uh, it is interesting to me. Um, no, it's. I mean, it's it maybe slightly easier because you have some younger guys playing at the varsity level, but no, 1,000 points is 1,000 points. Um, even if you played for four years, that two fifth, you're averaging double digits every night if you played for four years. 
if you play for three years, you're averaging more than double digits every night. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's every game. So basically from the time you're a freshman to the time you're a senior, if you play for four years, you're averaging double digits a night. That's impressive nonetheless. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a little bit ridiculous to say it's not impressive. I mean, you look at the guys who've done it in Loudoun County this year, Brock Redmond, Landon Hawes, Trent Dawson, uh, Aiden, Aiden Clark, Clark, Will Shin. I might have missed someone, but those five guys are people that people know about. These are not like random guys who got luckily got to a thousand. People knew these guys, so yeah. getting to a thousand points is impressive. I, I, uh, yeah, I saw that tweet too. Um, I don't get it, but all right. Before we go, I have one last question. Is this your favorite podcast that you've ever recorded? <laughs> Varun, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can answer that with a straight face. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you that every week. All right, everybody. Go to locosports.info, follow the two of us on Twitter, and stay tuned for more Technical File episodes. I'm Rune Shunger, he's Owen Gautamer, signing off.